Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 10 of Somehow I Dad, the podcast about dad life. This week's episode's a little bit different. Uh, normally, you know, we kind of have a structured episode, but uh, actually Kate and I had our baby uh, this past week. So uh, I, I normally we're, we've, we're kind of texting the guys all week and have uh, constant communication, just keeping up on each other's lives. But with us being super busy in the hospital, we actually haven't had a chance to, to catch up at all. So this episode's really just a conversation of catching up with each other and um, kind of talking through everything that happened in the hospital and kind of my thoughts and how everything went there um, and kind of the birth story, if you will. Um, kind of later on in the episode, but just wanted to give you guys a heads up. It's not a super structured episode. It's more just a conversation with us just hanging out and just a bunch of guys being dudes, dudes being guys. But um, no, so thank you guys so much for listening. I can't believe we're at episode 10 already. This is flown by. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means the world to us, seriously. I think I speak for everybody when it's, it's really a dream come true to get to do this um, and that people would listen to us. So thank you so much. Uh, joining me today is uh, obviously me, Garrett, your host, and then we've got TJ, Abe is finally back with us, and Tyler. So thank you guys so much for listening, and enjoy. Baby is three days old? Yeah, Thursday was, he was born, or Friday morning. Yeah. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three and how much sleep have you gotten? Honestly, besides the, the first day home, we didn't get a ton. Um, but nobody sleeps in a hospital, dude. No, like, I mean, unless you're in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't sleep a ton the first the first day in the hospital, and nobody told us how often we were supposed to feed him. So we just slept until he woke us up. Like we didn't wake him up the first night we were in the hospital because no one told us like. Hey, you should wake him up every two to three hours to feed him. So, uh, but <clears throat> since we've been home, we haven't had a ton. We haven't had a ton of sleep. But uh, no, we the first the first day we we got like no sleep. But then the second day, which was yesterday, um, we actually got a good amount of sleep. Um, but it was like it's just all broken up. Like it's two hours here, and then got to do something for another two hours, and then an hour there, then. Welcome to the next 18 years of your life. Oh my gosh, man. I actually, uh, yesterday and today I feel, or today I feel pretty good. I, didn't, I haven't really, ta- I haven't taken a nap at all today. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how, we'll see how tonight goes, but. I took two naps today. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, took a, I took a lunch nap today, dude. It was great. Some That's of a- us are not partially employed, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I went to work at 7.30, and I got home at 10.30. See? God. It's like, so you ran a morning errand? <laughs> Pretty much. I went into a job. They weren't ready, and he goes, uh, let's do what we can. I was like, cool. And so we did what we could, and then he was like, sweet, I'll see you tomorrow. And I went home. All my guys were done, so there's nothing else for me to do. I'm not just going to sit in my truck. I mean, I'll leave my house. And go help another job if I have to. Yeah. Only if you have to. Well, <laughs> I don't care if I do it. Like, I, I've done it many times, but if I'm going to sit around and wait for something, I'm going to sit around and wait at my house. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because if I can eat lunch, and I mean, it's middle of the day, it would be like sometime between 10 and 2, I will 
Um, just drive up to the city. It'll take me 30 minutes. Partially employed. Aspen, have you had your uh, nightly Dr. Pepper nerds yet? I'll put her on the mic. Hi, Aspen. Hi, Aspen. Hi, Aspen. Hey. How are you? Can you say hi? Hey. <laughs> hi. Have you had... Nope, nope. <laughs> that was it. Done. She's, she's I'm done. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> this is mine now. Yep. Well, it matches her shirt, too. So She's got she, one there. Okay. Does she have a game Blue today? Jays, we had pictures today. Oh, nice. Ah. You wore Blue Jay shirts? Well, she's on the Blue Jays. We're automatically assigned. Oh, okay. I thought I thought when I first saw the Blue Jay shirt, I'm like, that's your baseball team? No, I have a Braves jersey. That <laughs> a boy. I was about to say. He's explaining. I just bought an Acuna Jr. jersey yesterday. So, Yeah, boy. That's what I'm I need to get a Mariners jersey. They just always suck so bad. J-Rod oh. never sucks. It's <laughs> crazy. The Braves, the Braves culture runs so deep in my family. Like I grew up, we watched the Braves. Like that was you don't watch any other team. You watch the Braves. Yeah, that was it. Like I remember coming up when it was like Tom Glavin, uh, chicks dig the long ball, Greg Maddox, uh, Fred McGriff, the crime dog, David Justice, all those boys. Man, that was like that was like my childhood was watching was watching them. It was great. Yeah, I grew up in like the Andrew and Chipper Jones era. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the era that I grew up in. I, I didn't myself really start watching it. Sounds like a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's all right. I didn't start watching baseball really until like the last two years. So yeah, that was pretty much the only sport my parents would let me play. <laughs> was was baseball. Growing up, they had a I had a baseball bat in my hand, and that was just that was quickness. Oh, new baby on camera. We got a freshie. Fresh out the oven. Dude, what's been the biggest realization for you so far, Garrett? Like, has there been like a, whoa, type of moment yet? Oh, there he is. I don't know if there's been like a, River, leave it. I don't know if there's been like a whoa type of moment. It's just been like, a, I definitely, you know, all you guys said it and everyone said it that like, you weren't going to feel like you don't, it's hard to feel connected to him right away. Yeah. And I was like, nah, there's no way. Like I'll, I'll feel it. Uh, but no, you guys are right. Uh, <laughs> definitely have a hard time. Like, I mean, I love him so much. Oh, but, absolutely. But like, I don't like it. It's not that like, I don't know. Bring you to tears type of love. I mean, I definitely cry. I cry all the time right now. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, but. you did that before the baby, so that's not <laughs> true. true. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I di- I didn't realize that. Okay, buddy. And I didn't realize how many diaper changes we're gonna have to do. What do you think of the? What do you think of the first diaper change? The, the first tar. where it's the like black um, tar. It honestly wasn't awful. It was gross. It's really tough um, to clean off the baby because it's like yeah. It, I didn't I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to get off. Yeah, um, especially because the first while we were at the hospital, so we gave birth on Friday. We we're at the hospital Friday, Saturday, um, and they changed all the diapers. We didn't change any diapers at the hospital. So, For real? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like the nurses or changed the all money. You must have went to that. You must have went to the special hospital. I mean, we did go to. They basically made me hospital. clean both the kids off. All right, here's your baby. Here's a towel, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what am I supposed? To, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't have like a like a pressure washer or anything. We can get this guy super clean. <laughs> yeah. He's so we here. we got home on on Saturday. We went to go change his diaper for the first time, and I was like. You know, Kate and I are both standing there and I was like, oh, wait, like this is, this is our first diaper change. Like we haven't done this yet. Um, we open it up and sure enough, there was black tar everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Good old amniotic fluid. Yeah. No, right. <clears throat> and then I thought, so nobody, nobody prepared us for the first like They're like, okay, we need him to poop. And I expected it to be like. Not necessarily normal, really. But I was like, wait a minute. Like, okay, I figured it, 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 he's he's new. I figured it's probably going to be like some color and not a normal consistency. And I opened that diaper uh, and I got a nurse immediately. I'm like, my kid's broken. There's something wrong with him. Like this is not. This is. This isn't. This came out of him. Came out of him. And she just laughed. She was like, "Nope, that's perfectly normal. That's what he's supposed to do. It'll be like that for, you know, a week or two, and it'll slowly start to start to clear that stuff out." And I'm like, "Thinking this is what they use on baseball bats. This is pine tar. <laughs> what this is? This is sticky pine tar." Yeah, it's exactly. Except ours. I mean, his he his pine tar is gone. It was only like it's like two days. Friday, Saturday, and then. Buddy. It took Roman a little while to to clear his out, <clears throat> and then it went from went from pine tar to like kind of a not not diarrhea consistency, but it went very went from pine tar to like a brown kind of loose, like apple saucy, and yep. then it went. And now it's at yellow mustard is exactly what it looks like. Yep. A, a little French's. <laughs> Dude, I was at yep. Kate, the Kate seeds was like, in it. <laughs> it's yep. exactly what it is. Kate was like, Dude, it looks like mustard with seeds in it. Like uh-huh. and now I just I, <laughs> mustard sounds like the most disgusting thing in the world to me. Uh-huh. I, know. <laughs> I don't eat mustard anymore. Yeah. There's a reason it has the word turd in it. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's I will say though, Man. I don't, maybe, maybe you guys can speak light on this. Does that, so the first two stages of the poop were awful to clean. Like they were everywhere, like as blowout diapers. So far with what we've seen of the yellow poop, it's not been bad. Is that, just does, wait. It, does it stay like that or does it get? All of it sucks, dude. <laughs> All of dude, it sucks. Today, and then they get to the point when you start potty training. Yeah. And then like Cora, who just turned, turned two a few weeks back. Um, she's now to the point where she'll say, I poop, I poop. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting the process with like potty training. Yeah. Um, bro, she'll lay logs. Like, I don't know how they fit in her diaper, dude. Like <laughs> I changed her the other night and I was like, this is the size of your forearm. Like how, first of yeah. all, first of all, how did you make this? This is a body part. And secondly, <laughs> I was shocked that it fit in the diaper. Yeah. Like I didn't like I took the diaper off and I literally just 
shook it out in the toilet. <laughs> it was. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Alex, uh, they Ooh. used uh, washable, reusable diapers. And I was oh like, that is God. not anything I ever want. No. Some no. people, the, peop, man, people that use reusable diapers, whoever listens to this, I'm sorry. There's something mentally wrong with you. Like, I couldn't I thought, even. I, I will say, I, I definitely thought that. And then I had a friend that I was talking to at church that said they used like reusable diapers, but they had someone that would come and pick them up and clean them for them and then drop them back off at their house. That's some rich white people stuff. It's exactly right? what that That's, sounds like. Yes. That is but the I was like, of hard to hide money. Yeah. But I was like, buddy. if I'm using like, reusable diapers and somebody's coming to pick them up, I'm dumping my underwear in that pile too. <laughs> without question. Without question. With a shart in one of them. Just Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm going to do a three-quarter wipe and then just dump them in. <laughs> no, you're fine. My boss called me all embarrassed the other day. He was like, I had to poo and I thought I let it rock up enough and then I sneezed in traffic and I just shit myself. I'm going to need you to go take care of this next job for me because I'm heading home. And that I was like, I get it. the best excuse ever. That's the best one. Tyler's going to use that in the morning. He's going to call in. Hey, uh, I'm sitting in traffic. I'm not going to be able to work overnight because uh, <laughs> just, just jokes on you. I'm still on leave. <laughs> nice. How much longer do you have? You'll probably I, only have a couple weeks left, right? Yeah, I go back on the second, so I've got like two weeks left. Not even. Oof. I have never taken more than like five days off for any kid. Feel like a bad husband now. Like it's it's offered, it's paid. If you're gonna pay me to yeah. sit at home, I'll sit at home. I actually got yelled at at my first my job when I had my first no. So first kid, second kid. Because I didn't show up for work because I was at the hospital. Yeah. And then I, I started looking for a new job. I was about to say, I'm out. I'm out. Hey, I'm not going to show up for work because yeah. I officially am not going to work here anymore. That's all. Exactly. That's nuts to me, man. Like... The cool Walmart Walmart did pretty did a pretty good job. They gave me the twelve weeks too. Well, because uh, you practically now own the company now. You're employing no. zero one. No. <laughs> the foundation <laughs> of which on which all good things are built on. Shoot. There's a there's a whole lot smarter people there than me, man. <laughs> I'm not even there anymore. So they're definitely smarter than me. <laughs> but Kroger on the other hand. True. Kroger. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, where did Garrett go? Uh, there was a crying baby. I think the baby was crying. crying. We were talking about reusable diapers. Why? Like, what, what's, what's the benefit? Diapers are not that expensive. You get most no, of them at your baby shower. According to the hippy dippiness that I was told, it's because there are fewer chemicals in the diaper. Who cares? Like, I do well, not care well, about that at they, all. Fewer chemicals in the diaper, but I would love to see what they eat throughout the week. Yeah, there's a Dr. Pepper, bro. <laughs> yeah, I had like I was just dumbfounded because I was wondering why they're putting their diapers in like a bag and taking it home. I'm like, if I'm at your house and I change a diaper, that diaper is staying with you. Like that's a little memento I'm leaving at your house. Absolutely, yeah, it's a power move. 
I'll put it in the upper part of the toilet. Just leave it in there. Here what did go. I see the other day? I heard on. somebody say you should squirt uh, red food coloring in the toilet bowl tank when you stay at an Airbnb so that every person who comes in and flushes afterward, it's like red tinted water and it just freaks them out. And I was like, I feel like there's a fine involved in that. It's going to stain the toilet. It, like, if it didn't stain the porcelain, if it's edible food coloring, it probably shouldn't stain it. It'll stain your mouth. It'll stain the toilet. <laughs> well, it doesn't stay in your mouth for forever, so it must clean off eventually. Well, I mean, when you're staying in an Airbnb and they're charging 500 bucks for a cleaning service, you better be able to do whatever you want. Exactly. Those fees are ridiculous, man. For real. It'd be like $200 a night plus a $1,500 cleaning fee. <laughs> like, that's not cheaper than a hotel. No, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. We're getting, I, to, uh, we're getting ready to take the kids on a cruise into the month. Gross. That's what's up. Yeah. I've never been on going a cruise. On a, uh, going on a Disney I've, cruise. I've done maritime inspections when I was in the Coast Guard of cruises. Those are the grossest places. I won't even tell you stories. It's unnecessary. You're going on one. Enjoy. I don't, it. I am. I, I mean, I'm excited because like the kids are all into like Disney movies. We've watched Moana for Cora 150 million times. <laughs> and Roman is um, all big on Mandalorian, all things yeah, Star Wars it's right solid. now. And so um, there's some Star Wars stuff on the boat and, and all that kind of stuff. So it should be fun. I'm not like, it kind of sucks because we're going on this big expensive vacation and there's like going to be no alone time <laughs> for me yeah. and Mel. So, but you know, Hey, you, memories, right? If I, Em so. and I have talked about doing the cruise to uh, the inner passage in Alaska because it comes out of Seattle. Dude. Just go up. That yeah. I think would be cooler. I want to go on an Alaskan cruise really badly. That, that would be my, my one cruise. I will never do a Caribbean cruise because those are gross, like super yeah. gross. Well, that's what we're doing. Yay. Well, it's just heat and enclosed metal spaces is not a sanitary environment. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of food that gets loaded on these things. A lot of food that gets left and it's, it's just nasty. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's not my ideal, but first time for everything, I guess. Yeah. We'll see how the kids uh, do. I'm a little bit nervous about seasickness for them. You won't feel anything on a cruise liner. No? At all. Okay, good. Not even a little bit. No, it's like fishing ships is where you get like cruise, cruise. Or whale uh, watching. Yeah. Whale like watching. Real shaky up. boats, like the smaller ones, but the big boats, you're not going to feel that. Well, and they also, if I remember right, most cruise ships have a uh, a motion deadener in the yeah. hole, so it stays incredibly stable. Those I've seen some boats with those on like small, I say smaller, but like 35, 40 foot, like fishing. Uh, yeah, and it's like those they have those like water tanks. It's a gyroscope in there. Yeah, it's and freaking just rad. like. They're demonstrating it, and there's like four or five people on each side, and they're just rocking this thing in the harbor. And then they flip the switch, and that sucker just goes, <laughs> just yep. sits there. It's freaking amazing. 
Those those are cool. nuts, man. The ones I really liked uh, is in the Coast Guard, we had, uh, they were self-riding surfboats. So you can roll the boat in a wave and it'll always roll itself back up. It so is, you, just, you just hang on? Well, you're in a five-point harness <clears throat> in the cabin. Like, oh, okay. it's, think of it like an F1 car on the water. And it is so much fun. And we did it off the Columbia River bar uh, between Washington and Oregon, the Columbia River, uh, where it spills into the Pacific. is like one of the most treacherous stretches of water. And you'll run out there in a surfboat. And the chief, the chief on this boat was such a salty dude. Like, like the coolest old, like if you thought of a generic old fisherman, that was this guy. And he was yeah. smoking a cigar. And we knew a big wave was coming because he'd take the lit cigar out of his mouth, turn it around and put the coal in his mouth. And then we'd roll the boat and then he'd pull it out and flip it around. So it never went out. And I was like, damn it, son. I hope I'm as cool as you when I get Bro. when I grow up. Bro, that's awesome. I need to meet this gentleman. He mainly because was, I've never seen anybody flip a cigar around. Right? <laughs> Dude, it was it was and one of those where I was like, dang, you're just like better than all of us. Yeah. So you're it, it's like, you know what's you know what's funny is I've I've worked for a couple people that you you know we're pretty salty, but then there's just this one scenario or this one thing that happens, and they just like they just instinctively know what to do, and you, you just immediately go, "Yeah, that's exactly why you make the money that you make and you're doing the job." <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. I, have, I have a thousand percent faith in you now. I don't question anything ever. I just just get it done. You've got this. I'll yep. never question you again. Yep. Whatever you need me to do, just tell me. Because I, I, you are definitely smarter than me. He's back with a shirt change. I really uh, thought that was. I thought that was a Cookie Monster shirt for a second there. Yeah. So uh, Kate handed him to me because she had to go to the bathroom, and he definitely peed on me while I was holding him, and went to go change his diaper, and he had a poopy diaper. So. Was, I'm beginning to think that the fault lies in you because you're the he's, common denominator. He's only peed on me. He hasn't peed on Kate at all. What, are you holding him naked? If he's got no. a diaper on, how's he peeing on you? Is he just it's that getting, big It's already? getting out his diaper. Not, you must not be like fastening it all the way. Well, not to be a jerk, but he is a tiny baby, so I'm pretty sure he those is, diapers are like, he's swimming in those diapers. He is less than the first percentile. Yeah, really? he is a tiny stinking <laughs> baby. I saw the number were... when you texted it to me, and I literally call Em, and I'm like, this is a tiny baby, right? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, that's tiny. My smallest, or, or our smallest, was like 8.5. Yeah. Like eight, ounce, 8 pounds, 5 ounces. How much did he weigh? He was born at 5 pounds, 12 ounces. Ooh. How did you have such a small baby gear? Because you're like, what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, I'm 6'1", like, Two seventy, two eighty. I'm a big guy, but Kate is little, so I'm not surprised. <clears throat> um, I want next baby to be a tank so but, bad. <laughs> but uh, no yeah, next baby is, for me. None. <laughs> yeah, he is little. He is when he was born. He was the fifth percentile. Um, and then we went in. We had our first appointment today, and he was um, 
under the first percentile. Mm. So, just so he, you just can't find diapers small enough for him. Um. Well, we had newborn diapers, and they were definitely too big. So my parents came over for dinner the other night and brought um, preemie diapers, and they definitely, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Have you they tried? Definitely, have, they definitely fit um, better, but. Have you tried or thought about reusable diapers? <laughs> Full circle. You know, I've got uh, I've got a few T-shirts I don't care about. We could just you know what you him. should probably just stick some paper towels in a baggie, one of those sandwich baggies, poke some holes in it, and just slide it on and, and just that would be you know, great. It around that might work. That might do the trick. Yeah, you joke is. about the shirt you don't want to wear, but you haven't been a dad until you've sacrificed an article of your clothing to Dude. either wrap around the kid's waist or to put under said kid after they destroy their car seat. <laughs> yeah. yep. From some bodily fluid. It can be anything. Oh. But Poor I have definitely I was driving to a wedding with two kids, and Em was like, You might want to pack like extra clothes. It's hot and sweaty, and I was helping set up. And yeah, on the drive down, uh, diaper blowout plus puke simultaneous and i was like well this shirt is going into the car seat and uh <laughs> yep i wore my nice cl- clothes to help set up the freaking wedding the amount of times like so i i got to the point to where i only bought like plain colored shirts <laughs> and i would buy like three the walmart or- like the hanes special hell yes like, it's like <laughs> five crew neck blue solid blue shirts blue gray white yep. and black gray like never works for me because i sweat right too much and same. i hate freaking pitting out on the gray shirts same absolutely so i just like i just i just buy like five or six of them and they'll last me for a couple months and just resupply yeah <laughs> now i'm <laughs> at the point good. where i almost all the shirts i wear are from my company because they buy us new shirts every year so I have an overflow of them and I'm like, <laughs> I'm repping the company all the time because why spend <laughs> money on clothing when I get it for free? Exactly. Right. That ultimate dad move. Once you want, like, <laughs> I was looking, like looking at clothes the other day and I just, I'm like sitting there going, why am I going to spend 60 bucks on a pair of shorts? Like doesn't doesn't make any sense. And then I we went to Sam's Club and they had a sale on shorts for like ten bucks. Every color, clean them out. It's when you start shopping for clothes at Costco. And you're like, I was just oh, gonna say, those those pants, pants look great. I'm gonna be a Costco shirt shirt guy now. Bro, <laughs> like, heck yes. Costco and I'm shirts. telling you what, Walmart's t-shirts, the George t-shirts, are like severely underrated. They're super soft and for real. super comfortable. Those like, and the the Target. The Target plain crew necks are freaking money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 those are like my church yeah. shirts, my stage shirts, black Target special. <laughs> they're yep. like freaking 10 bucks. Yep. They're, they're just thin enough that they're breathable because the guitar strap makes me sweaty always. And you're on stage, there's lights, mm-hmm. but they're not so sh- like thin that you can see skin through them. <clears throat> yeah. Or you're yeah. nipping through the freaking shirt. Mm, that's the worst. Yeah, those George shirts are a little thicker because that's like what I like to wear. So yeah. just a little thicker and just enough. Super soft. I yep. love it. And whenever yeah. I go to a job site and they've got like the job site shirts, like this is this project. I'm like, hey, you got a couple larges? <laughs> yeah. For me and my guys. And then they're at my house. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys never see them. <laughs> Unless they're a cool one. A cool one like the I have my convention center shirt because we did a lot of work at the new Seattle Convention Center. And that was a cool shirt. Like they went through it and they had like an in, in loving memory of the guy who died on that project. So I was like, this can go to everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He drove a yeah. scissor lift off the 10th floor. Like it, it was bad. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my what? God. He drove his scissor lift off the 10th floor. Not on purpose. It was right. never, it was never reached. It wasn't, wasn't determined. But it was a job site incident. So it oh therefore covers like his family got a payout. Yeah. They just kind of left it alone. But it, I, I have driven scissor lifts almost every day for the last eight years of this job and I've never accidentally gotten that close to the edge. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he passed out and fell on the, the uh, stick. You got to hold it down. Yeah, true. You got to hold it. It, ha- it has a grip safety, like a good 1911. Yeah. Like you got to squeeze it and rock it forward. Ugh. True. The, the scariest one for me though, I was up on the 44th floor of a building and I had to drive right to the edge and then slide the basket out. No. And so I'm standing 45 stories up and then I boom it up and I come up because I'm scanning the front side of the roof parapet which is the 40 I think the 46th floor and I'm like I'm up there and I'm like I uh, the guy I'm working for I'm like please turn the lift off at the base like at the the bottom of the machine just turn it off I don't want to bump it I don't want to feel a little jostle I don't want anything because I'm puckered right now I am scared I'm not even afraid of heights and I was scared I would have had my reusable diaper on without question. <laughs> I would pass out. No guaranteed. Joke. Are you really, are you scared of heights? Bro, I won't even get on an airplane. Like I hyperventilate thinking about it. Like I will what? have a panic attack thinking about getting on an airplane. Like I'm that really? terrified of heights. Yes. It's unwritten. Can't do heights. So are we doing the somehow I dad meet up with you? Cause you're Dude, not traveling. No, I drove 12 hours to Ohio. Like Peyton flew there and I drove 12 hours to Ohio. Like I'm, I will not. You know what's, what's, I don't, I, some heights make me a little bit nervous. Like when you're talking about scissor lift, like pushing the boom out and stuff, yeah. that would make me pretty nervous. I can't say I'd be nervous enough not to, not to do it. Same, but you oh. will have a tight sphincter and you'll have the little butterfly in the gut. <laughs> oh, yeah. you get that little wind gust. Yeah, done. yeah exactly. You got a little thing coming out. Yeah. Yeah, but like is. thinking of height, like I understand that you're way the hell up there in an airplane. I get it. But it like it's not the same for me anyway. It's not that it's the, like it's not the same at all of like leaning out over the yeah. over the edge of a building or yeah. something like that. I don't know. I don't know why. But those two just don't for me. They don't. They don't equate to me. Those two don't coexist. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just need to pop like two or three zans, jump on the plane, and I'm good to go. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, just literally, if I can just if I close my eyes and picture myself on an airplane, I will literally have a panic attack. See, that's how I am about space and submarines. Those two, because in my world, there's no surviving that. Like, if the plane goes down, you might survive. You know, if the ship sinks, you might survive. But if you're in space and something goes, nobody can get to you quickly. 
And if you're a couple hundred feet underwater and something goes wrong, you can't hold your breath. You can't swim. You're actually going to explode at that. Both you rapidly, no, one you get crushed, one you explode. And I'm not a fan of either one of those. Yeah. (laughs) Exploding or imploding. Either one. Not a fan. I would probably share not being exploded or imploded. (laughs) I feel this. I wouldn't want either one of those to happen to me either. No. So uh, I thought you guys would think this is funny. So uh, I don't know why this stuff happens to me. Uh, but while we were at the hospital um, on Saturday, I think it was, um, I get a notif- I get a notification that my Spotify account has been logged in um, in somewhere in like Korea, and I thought, and I thought, you know what? I get these emails, you know, quite often, especially specifically with Spotify, where it's like you've been logged in on this device. Do you recognize it? And I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, but then I went to go play music for, you know, to kind of soothe Kate and please be K-pop hundred percent K-pop. Yeah. Somebody was actively listening to my Spotify in another country. So, um, first it was Garrett, the, the man of the first, people. First it was the talk. David Williams is on vacation. <laughs> first it was the talk of bell app and now my Spotify got hacked. So I'm like, wait a minute. What? Your Taco Bell app got hacked? That's you, how long he hasn't been on the show. That's how long Abe hasn't been here. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, He's been man. a while. I thought you knew about that. You were here when he said that. No. Oh, my gosh. You don't have to go back into it. I'm just, I'm, I'm still just confused of why you well, have a Taco Bell app, first of all. You get rewards. You get free food. I don't, so, I guess I don't need Taco long Bell. Long story anymore. short, a few months ago, um, we... Was it Nick? Huh? No, did Nick hack it? <laughs> I mean, it's a conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> but a few you months ago, a few months ago, we we're on our way to a child birthing class, and we're leaving to go. And I get notifications on Cash App that um, <clears throat> you know I spent eighty dollars at Taco Bell. You spent sixty dollars at Taco Bell. You spent eighty dollars. Like they just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, um, totaling out to about four hundred and fifty dollars in Taco Bell. Um, that somebody that somebody ordered through my Taco Bell app. They they hacked my app, my my Taco Bell app, which was my Cash App card was connected to. Um, <clears throat> so Oof. so that happened. So then the Spotify thing happening is like I, my all my accounts are just getting hacked right now. Um, it's your password like password zero one. I mean, it's not anymore. But wait, <laughs> 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 go hack his Facebook. <laughs> But uh, so that was fun. You know, I'm having to be in the hospital trying to focus on taking care of Kate, taking care of Zeke. And uh, I've got to work on getting my Spotify account back for 30 to 45 minutes. So that was fun. Um, thankfully, it didn't sound fun. It was not fun. It was a, it was a very loose term. I would um, rather my Taco Bell app get hacked than listen to K-pop. I didn't have an option. Like I tried changing the music and then they just changed it right back, you know, because on Spotify you can only you can only listen on one account at a they're time. Like, this idiot so, American doesn't know what they're doing. That is exactly. a power move. <laughs> Dude, BTS. Was, BTS. <laughs> Dude, it was so I was so over it. Uh but you I was also so, I was so tired to not to not care. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this wouldn't happen on Apple Music. That's oh, not. Get out of here. 
Uh, Dude, it is so frustrating when I want to share a song with somebody and they're like, I don't use Apple Music. And you're like, well, guess you're not hearing this song. Or Garrett shares a song and it's through Spotify. He shares it. I just ignore it. The album and you have to listen to a random song from the album to get to the song he was trying to share to you. It is the biggest pain in the butt. It's awful. Gross. It's a hard pass for me, dog. Garrett, are you guys guys breastfeeding or are you doing formula? We're breastfeeding. Um, yeah. it's thankfully it's worked out great so far. Um, awesome. the first, first night home, which was day two of him, um, <clears throat> we were up at like 1am feeding him and she was just crying cause it hurt so bad. Um, mm-hmm. and she was like, she's like, I want to bottle feed him so bad. Like, like, we're, like I, she's like, I'm going to give up. Like this is, this is too much. Like sitting there like having to breathe through him feeding and um <clears throat> you know at that point it was still colostrum so he's really having to work to to get it out yep. like it's not just like coming out so yeah um yep. but <clears throat> thankfully um you know I just kind of sat with her and encouraged her and I was like hey like I know this is something you want to do um but like if this is too much for you like don't feel like a failure if we need to like switch it up or like give you a break like I know this is what you want to do and this is your plan, but like if we, if we need to do something else so that you're okay, like there's no mm-hmm. shame in that. So, um, yeah, but, there's, you know, a, she, there's, there's not. And the crazy yeah. part is that like, there's some, there's some people out there that believe that you're not being a mom if you don't breastfeed. Yep. Which is or ridiculous. the people who say that you didn't give birth because you had a C-section. Oh, I am. A, oh, I had a, I have a former friend who said that to my wife. Dude, and I, I noticed he after, said former friends. Not for after, my friend anymore. After experiencing it, a C-section is way harder on your body. So much harder on your body. Like, but you we, said it was natural. Huh? We, oh, no, ours was natural. Yeah. But like her, her aunt. Okay. Um, you said experiencing a C-section. Yeah, like, I oh, no, was no, 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 no. Experiencing, experiencing a natural birth, a C-section is way worse. On, like way harder. Oh, on okay. Body. I couldn't hear the comma. Uh, because because we we her aunt just had a c-section and um was you know kind of sharing her experience about it because up until a week before he was born we thought we were going to be having a c-section um but so she was kind of talking her through tips and i mean literally kate gave birth three days ago and she since being giving birth has only been taking advil and tylenol like what Mm -hmm. the freaking crap like that blows my mind like um that's see, like, where you C-sections, realize that women are tougher than men no absolutely yeah uh but c-sections are so much harder because it's like a it's a major surgery it's, that they're it's going surgery through. yeah yeah so Both not of only are C-section. they having to yep. not only are they having to you know take care of the baby but also having to like recover from a c-section and, and surgery like that's that's insane yep. It's insane. Yeah, it was. We we ran into a little bit of that. Of like, we didn't have anybody di- like directly say, "Oh, you had a C section, so you didn't actually give birth or anything like that." But like, the we didn't have an option with the first one with Roman because he was breech. Um, and for those of you that don't know, that's feet down, right? Yep. So a lot of yep. a lot of complications with that one. Um, so they just said, "Hey, we're going to schedule you a C section." Um, and so we went through a lot of the, a lot of that roller coaster of like 
you know, you get in those Facebook mom groups and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'd say 80% of the, you know, moms in those groups are great, like great advice, but you've got some people who are just die hard off the rails, unless it comes out of your vagina and that thing is latched to your nipple. You're not a mother yeah. and stuff yep. like that. And it's like, that's stuff that like, as a dad, like, we're never like you're never you're never gonna understand or 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 because yeah, like, everybody really knows what we did to make the baby. Everybody knows. <laughs> what did you say? I said everybody knows what we did to make the baby. They know. Yeah, yeah. What little effort we gave. I That's gave right. at least five seconds. Oh, I'm mean, close on. Yeah, close I, on. I forgot the wipes that day. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh lord. I mean, close off to close on, it's on a good day, seven minutes. So, you know, we're <laughs> just That's a commercial I watched a, I watched a TikTok today <laughs> that was like, a man, there's no faster time for a man to get out of his clothes when he thinks he's getting some. <laughs> and I was like, that is very true. All I need is the text from my wife and the clothes are off by the time I make it upstairs. Like it's well all the back and all the sore joints gone. I am flexible. I am Cirque du Soleiling this. I am gone. I may not move for 30 minutes afterwards because True. the soreness comes back immediately. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the so called all nut clarity. Gone. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yep. I hurt myself. Dude, yeah. I will. Uh, That's say cure cancer, dude. Without. Yeah, oh, 100%. I will be on my deathbed. And if I get that text, it's like walk <laughs> on the way running. They pass Forrest Gump. <laughs> I will say I uh <clears throat> when we were in the hospital, I um <clears throat> I've never experienced the fear that I've ever like I've never experienced such a great fear that I've ever ex- encountered in my life. Um, what are you talking about? So we unpack that a little bit. So I've, I've, I've never been like frozen by fear before, like to the point where like you almost feel paralyzed. But what Um, part though? So we, so we were, um, it was like, I don't know. We we went, we went, so I guess I'll give a little backstory. So we went into the hospital on Friday or on Thursday at like noon um, Kate texted me and she was like, Hey, I'm not really feeling him move a bunch. Um, which is very abnormal. Like we usually meet our kit counts pretty quickly. Um, for those of you who don't know, whenever you're pregnant at a certain point in the pregnancy, like 20 something weeks on, you have to meet a certain amount of kit counts, um, per day or per hour is how they want you to check it. Um, to f- make sure the baby's moving. And that's kind of your, as, as, as you don't have a heartbeat monitor, that's really your only sign of telling if the baby's okay as if he's moving. So, um, Kate was sitting at home and we had a really rough night. She was in a ton of pain. She started feeling contractions for the first time. Um, and you know, woke up that morning and from like 7am to like, like 1130 or so, she only felt to move like twice. Um, which usually within, a half hour, you're supposed to feel him kick like seven times. So for him not to move at all that whole morning really threw her for a loop and kind of scared us. So she, she called me and I was like, all right, let's, let's just go to the hospital. Let's, let's, let's play it safe. So we go to the hospital. Um, 
they check his heart rate, <clears throat> check her heart rate, and everything's good. Um, but you know, they weren't going to send us home because he still wasn't moving. Um, so they were like, basically, you know, you're you're 39 weeks pregnant, so we can either induce you, um, or you can stay here and we can keep monitoring you. But like, we can't let you go home until we feel until you feel him kick um, normally. So <clears throat> we're like, well, let's just get induced. Well, her doctor they called her OB, and her OB was like, let's just induce her. So we induced her. Um, I think the induction started at like 8 p.m. Did they do the IV drip induction or the chemically soaked tampon? Uh, the chemically soaked tampon. Apparently that's miserable. It was awful. Um, yeah. it, was, it was super painful for her. Um, so we... I hate that uh, I know this much about childbirth. I never expected this much. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. So, so, we, so we did that at like, I don't know what time the induction started. Um, but and when the induction started sometime, probably like six or so, because we had dinner and then they induced her. Um, <clears throat> and she was in a ton of pain, like almost unbearable pain. Um, and they were checking her cervix and she was only dilated to like a one or a two, um, which was just super weird that she was feeling that much pain. <clears throat> so, you know, they gave her some Tylenol. That didn't do anything. And they gave her basically morphine, um, and that didn't do anything at all. She was still in a ton of pain, um, and she's just like, I've never seen her in so much pain. Um, and she's just like, you know, not. <clears throat> she wasn't crying, but she was like pretty close, like almost just like about to throw up, just of how much pain she was in from the contractions. And when so, you see it in the <clears throat> eyes of your wife, <clears throat> yeah, it was so. Um, so then at like. 3 a.m. She was only dilated to like three or four, um, which was still, she was moving pretty quickly. Um, but like at three or 4 a.m., they were like, the nurse was like, do you want the epidural? Like if we give you the epidural, it'll help your contractions, but like you can't move at all. Like you have to stay in bed. So she was like, no, give me the epidural. Like this is miserable. Um, <clears throat> so this is where the chaos started. So they go to call the anesthesiologist and, <clears throat> um, right at the time that they called for her to come up to give her the epidural, um, some other patient had an emergency C-section. So the anesthesiologist was, they're like, she's going to be tied up for like 45 minutes to an hour. Like, can you wait? Or do you want, do do we need to do this now? And our nurse was like, no, like this needs to happen now. So she tracked down another doctor who is an anesthesiologist, but she doesn't work on like the OB floor. So she's trained in giving epidurals, but she doesn't do it for her job. Um, I don't so, like where this is going. So that was, so that was, you know, and our nurse is explaining to this to us, which I'm, I'm glad she was honest with us, but it did not settle us at all. Like, I'm like, great. So, you know, the thing that could paralyze my wife if they do it wrong, um, you're, you know, you're letting the B team in. Yeah. Not even, the, not even the B team. I mean, this lady is trained in it, but she doesn't do epidurals, um, for her job. This is so. this, the fan that got called out of the stands <laughs> to be the kicker in the college game. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, so she came up and she did the epidural and honestly she did great. It was perfect. Um, did you hold your wife during said epidural? I did. Did you look and at the needle? I did not. Okay. Ooh. Smart man. <clears throat> they, so I, I did so I didn't know oh, how I was going to react during bro. any of this process. So, our nurse was like, if you think you might be queasy, don't look like just, you know, hold your, hold your wife, but don't look at like the, don't look at the needle specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I held her and honestly, the, the worst part of the epidural is the numbing. 
Um, but once they put the epidural itself in, they don't feel anything. It is fair yeah. pressure. Um, so, but honestly, the epidural went great. Um, there was no issues, which God, we were sweat. I was sweating and her mom was sweating. Like we were so nervous, like, but it went great. Um, and then shortly after the epidural, so they put the epidural in at like three 30. Um, and, um, she just started dilating so fast. So between they put the epidural in to give you perspective, they put the epidural in at three 30 AM and she was at like a three or a four. We gave, she gave birth at five 15 in the morning. Oh, so she, that kicked it all into gear. Yeah. So it like, it kicked it in. So, <clears throat> so the part where we, I got paralyzed with fear came very quickly after because, um, so it's at like three 30, they get the epidural like three 45, not even 15 minutes afterwards. Um, the doctor, you know, they have the, the monitor that's, um, checking his heartbeat and her contractions and, um, the, the monitor is just going nuts. Like she is having almost constant contractions. Like, you know, normally it's a contraction and then there's a break contraction and a break. And that's kind of the, the ebb and flow of the, the labor process. But she was almost just constant contractions, which when contractions happen, you know, the baby has a hard time breathing and it puts a lot of stress on the baby. So um, they were like, they're like, Hey, like, do you feel the contractions you're having right now? And she was like, no which is kind of what the epidural is supposed to do, but um, it's supposed to kind of leave you so you can feel it a little bit. And, but she's like, no, I can't, I can't feel anything like what's, what's going on. And our nurse is like, you're having almost constant contractions. Like it's putting a ton of stress on the baby. And within minutes, it went from just our nurse in the room to probably seven or eight different nurses and doctors. Um, And they're just very quickly getting ready for surgery. Um, but they're not talking to us at all. Like there's no talk to, to Kate. There's no talk to Kate's mom, no talk to me. They're just, they're getting ready for surgery. Um, and you know, like when, when you don't get to hear what's going on, like I was, I I was sitting on the bed and Kate's mom was next to her. Um, and I just see everybody coming in getting ready for surgery. You know, they start prepping her for surgery, um, and start getting like ready for to basically rush her away to <clears throat> the OR to do an emergency C-section because our baby can't breathe. Um, and I, <clears throat> I just remember sitting there like paralyzed. Like I did not, I didn't know what to do. I wanted, I mean, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to get up and be by Kate, but like, I, I literally could not move. Um, and was, <clears throat> I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, and then, you know, the doctors are in there and they're basically about to, to take her into surgery and, um, things kind of calmed down her body, um, stopped contracting as much. Um, and then, but we, we went from, you know, all the doctors in there to, you know, they kind of slowly dripped out. But then after that point, we were never left alone in the room again. Um, there was always like at least two nurses in there, like just constantly keeping track of things and um, <clears throat> it was rough. So then after that, we just started pushing at like, I don't know, I think it was probably 4.30. She was like, I need to start pushing. Like, I'm, I feel it. Um, they checked her cervix and she was at a 10 and started pushing. And 45 minutes later, little lad came out. Nice. Um, and then second part of being paralyzed by fear, um, she gets the head out, <clears throat> the doctor gets the head out and she's like, all right, nobody, nobody move a muscle. Like Kate, do not push. 
nobody move a muscle. And um, she was like the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck twice. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> she had to kind of do a little surgery there and, and get the umbilical cord off his neck. Um, but there like wasn't any room for her to pull any of the baby out because everything was so tight. Um, <clears throat> so she <clears throat> had to do surgery then and, and cut off the umbilical cord and get it off around his neck. And, you know, obviously they tell you when you give birth, when your baby comes out, like you want to hear crying. Um, but she pulled them out and he wasn't crying because he couldn't breathe because of the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. So, um, another moment just being paralyzed by fear and like, oh, dear God, like there's yeah. literally nothing I can do in this situation. Fine, like, I am, I am yeah. utterly useless. And like my baby's life is in somebody else's hands, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I, I tried to warn you. It'll make you want to punch a doctor. Dude. It'll make you infuriated. It, it made me want to punch a doctor, but it also like, I am so, so deeply grateful to all of our nurses and doctors. Like they need to be paid so much more money than they do. Like, Oh, oh absolutely. God. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> I explained it uh, to another buddy who had a kid in the realm of you want to punch a doctor because there's nothing else you can do. Dude, like there's literally nothing. And there's like, thankfully, thankfully our doctor that delivered was her OB. So we had known her for a while and we've been, that's awesome. And, um, but she was on call. She wasn't the doctor that was, you know, stationed at the hospital at the time. So we had met with another doctor and he was fine, but, and I don't, I, I mean this in the best way. He was a man. He mansplained things a little bit. And he just didn't have that like tenderness that a woman has, especially a woman who's given birth before. Um, M's first epidural went down only it paralyzed one half of her body or uh, sorry, numbed one half. Oh, geez. So she could feel everything in like one hip joint. Oh my God. But nothing on the other side. So she she had like two epidurals in one night. And the second one I was, it was again like, like that three, four in the morning. I'm loopy. I've been awake for like, 24 hours. Yeah. And I looked at the needle and I got the queasy. <laughs> it's a big freaking Dude, needle. I, I, so I watched, I did not think I was going to, but I watched him come out. <clears throat> I watched her, watched her. Oh, yeah, dude. You gotta, I, I, I totally was going into it. I was like, there's no way I'm looking. I'm going to stand above the shoulders and give her support. And I did do that until, you know, they wanted to, the, her OB wanted her to change positions, how, how she was pushing. And that involved me helping her um, <clears throat> so lifting had, legs because she can't yeah. feel her feet. <clears throat> so I had to I had to lift and hold her legs, which at that point I was in very clear view of everything that was happening. Um, <clears throat> so I so I and so you I realize how how heavy the human body is when yeah. they can't move, and you're like, <laughs> exactly. how was your legs so heavy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. So she, I I watched, and I honestly didn't didn't wasn't queasy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely expecting to, um, but I think in the moment you're more uh, absorbed with the wonder. It was a, of it was what a, is going. It was adrenaline. Like, how <laughs> is this thing coming out? Of I, I feel yeah. ashamed that I did. I was the shoulder dad for the first two kids, and then like I never cut the umbilical cord. I don't know I why. I didn't cut the umbilical cord. I, I in four kids, I've never cut an umbilical cord. Because I let I let Kate's mom do it. She wanted just, to do it. You know what? Go get you a bratwurst, grab some scissors, <laughs> and cut it. It's no it's different. It's the same thing. Well, like they forced no, no, no. me to cut it. I understand that <laughs> at, from like a mental level, but in my mind, I'm like, 
I'm going to mess this up. I don't know yeah, how yeah. I'm going to mess this up, but I feel like I'm going to. I was the and same way. So I was terrified. I'm like, nope, doctor. Uh, I think my mother-in-law did it twice, and the doctor, Luke being the C-section, they did it in the OR. But uh, yeah, I did not cut a single umbilical cord. And it, it's such a weird sound. It is, like, and it's a weird texture. I was like standing beside her knee, like I had my hand on her knee, like she'd already given birth, and he was holding the baby, and I was looking at her. He was like, "All right, Dad, you ready?" I said, "Ready for what?" <laughs> said, You're going to cut the umbilical cord. I said, "I did not sign up for minor surgery." I said, "This is your job. This is exactly. what we pay you for." And he was this like, "No." Nah, he put the scissors in for. my hand. Like, he just stuck them in my hand and said, "Go." Freaking trauma <laughs> shears too. <laughs> He said, hurry oh, yeah. up, hurry up, hurry up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Just like, I have that. I have trauma shears in my IFAC. And I'm like, why? Why are you handing me trauma shears? This is not an EMT moment. <laughs> like the freaking oscillating sign. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never cut an umbilical cord. But yeah, I only watched the birth the last two. And I felt ashamed to have shied away from it the first two times. It's Dude, it's first, honestly a it's a beautiful with, thing. With to Roman, see. he was like I said, he was a C-section, and so I was I was at like Mel's head shoulders area, and yeah. then they put the big they put the blanket the down, and then basically at kind of like her midriff area, yeah. and everything else is down below. Um, but I could see in the reflection of like this utility. <laughs> the like, aluminum, the brushed aluminum <laughs> closet. But it had glass. Oh. In the of it. And so I'm like doing this. I've been in I've been in EMT for, for a while. So you know, I've seen some stuff. This is that under normal circumstances, surgery is not that big of a deal. Trauma totally because it's, it's your like, wife. Yeah. But I was like looking in the looking in the window and stuff, and the doctor like kind of looked at me and kept on going and then looked at me again and and stopped and said, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just watching. Like, I, I want to <laughs> see what's going on. And she was like, okay, come on around. <laughs> so she like pulled me around the curtain and I'm watching my wife get cut open. You know, yeah. I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing everything. And so they like, they root around. Dude, elbow <laughs> deep, both yeah. arms oh my in her gosh. stomach. And I'm like, where are your arms going? She's not that big. <laughs> yeah. Where are your arms going? <laughs> and all of a sudden, she just, boop. Baby. Pops the baby out like she's holding the freaking trophy. Hey, <laughs> here you go. And I'm like, she pulled, she pulled my son out, and she's, she's been delivering babies for the better part of 20 years. Oh she said God. we had one of the biggest umbilical cords she has ever <laughs> seen. So when I'm talking like these trauma shears, right? They're the ones that kind of make a little kind of obtuse angle, right? She was like opening them as far (laughs) as she could get them to get it like there. Like it was two snips to get through it. It wasn't one. It was two snips. (laughs) She almost calls facilities to get like the bush cutter shears. (laughs) 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 Trimmers. They had to use down. But, dude, one thing that shocked me, Garrett, I don't know if, well, I mean, all of you guys, right? But, like, how rough they were with Roman when he first came out. Like, they were just, like, passing him around and, like, yeah. and they were wiping him down. Like, for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, he's delicate. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be very careful. And they were just like, wham, wham. 
cleaning him yeah. off, and I'm like, oh, no wonder he's crying. You're beating the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like scrubbing him off like a dirty dish, just like scrubbing away. For real. They it's like the cheese on the nonstick pan that doesn't work yeah. that good anymore. You're just yep. scrubbing as hard as they can, and I, I'm scared to hook my baby in the car seat because she's so yeah. delicate. <laughs> they're just scrubbing away. I mm-hmm. asked because um, because again, I was an EMT and we've dealt with like people who've been in water a long time dealing with hypothermia. It's to get the blood flowing. Like it made sense. Cause yeah. I asked the question, I was like, why? Because yeah, that they're just getting in there, like putting some stank on the cleaning. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I think one of the nurses actually spit on him too, to try to get some of that stuff off there. <laughs> That's gotta be a lie. No, it was, it was a okay. Good. Lie. Good. A complete lie. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Be down in a minute. It's freaking Dawn dish show. <laughs> Gentle on feathers, tough on grease. I mean, yeah, exactly, right? It gets, oh man. The placenta you, is huge, by the way. Good God. Gross. <laughs> Super gross. I didn't realize how big the placenta was going to be. That thing like was a like a... <laughs> yeah, dude. It's nasty. It's like a tomahawk steak, dude. That thing was huge. For real. And yeah, the other gross thing is when you watch them tug the umbilical cord to pull it out. And it's just like flops onto that freaking rag, and you're like, <laughs> "Mm-hmm." Not Dude, a fan. This is intense. How much of this are we going to edit out? <laughs> I don't know. None of it. I don't think we even started the podcast because we haven't heard the introduction. I'm going to have to do an introduction afterwards. <laughs> like, you're going to have to. We've just been just been going. I think this is a good one, dude. This is great. I do this, too. Is, this is. We this had some good conversations in this one for sure. <laughs> this is what I Tony like Giddens one. wants to hear. Yeah, like he'll probably one. log off after 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. My dad asked me the other day, he said, uh, <laughs> he said, who's the guy on the podcast that does all the cussing? I was like, well, Abe's out right now, so it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> is it me? I was like, I think it's TJ. I said, it's probably TJ. <laughs> I try not to. I feel like I've been. I've said. I said like hell a couple. No, times, you're you're pretty tame on the podcast. There was there like, was there was an episode a few a few episodes ago that we. There was one Gordo got spicy and I think I think TJ Gordo and myself got got in the language pool a little bit. We did, it was, but, <clears throat> but to him, two or three words is like, oh my god. I felt <laughs> I felt bad putting it out with with. Damn, Tony. I didn't edit it too much, but. Uh, I, I try to. I mean, Garrett, you play Xbox with me. I'm yeah. pretty filtered right now. No, for hundred percent, hundred percent away from. Luckily, luckily, baby sleeps a lot nowadays. This he is does the sleep best. a lot. Like this is the best. Now. This is the best time of like early kid. All depends on your routine, you know. Yeah, we made the mistake the first the first day we got home. We made the mistake of, um trying to stay awake during the day because that's what we normally do and then we're like oh we'll just you know figure sleep at night that was a mistake um we didn't sleep too much the first night um and now now we've learned that we have to treat every day kind of like it's the night and if he's sleeping we need to be trying to be sleeping because otherwise we're not we're just going to be absolutely toast so first night was rough but then second day we got we got some good sleep during the day and take turns watching him and yeah. Well, what we did, I mean, you can take take this advice if you wanted, or you can just keep doing what you're doing. Um, we uh we would alternate feedings, so you know he he's gonna wake up every two or three hours and want something to eat. 
where you're going to have to wake him up. So we would alternate feedings. So we would at least get six hours of sleep in a row without being woken up. Each of us, like one might sleep till nine o'clock, one's up at six o'clock. But once, once she starts having, once she starts pumping, then we can do that. Yeah. I, I will tell you this, spend the money on a good pump. Yep. We've got we've got like three different pumps that have been all been gifted to us, and that's awesome. We've got the best one, one is if the hospital would give you one. We have like, a we have a Spectra one, which I think is a pretty pretty nice one. Um, that is you know all automated automated and does both at the same time and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And make sure those valves stay clean, and don't try to pump without the little one way valve. On there because you will ruin a pump the one like way that. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of idiot would do something like that, but um, I would. I, if I've, you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have known. I've done it because you take it apart to clean it, and like it's the tube that goes into the top, like the the trombone side, and then the bottles underneath, mm-hmm. and it has a little flapper one way valve in the top. Yeah, and you disassemble it all to clean it. Yeah, and I maybe. just I just put the trombone on, squirreled it on, put the pump on, handed it to my wife. She didn't notice, and zip right into the pump. And I was like, "Oh <laughs> no!" Yeah. My wife uses a uh, Medela. It's like a it's like the double pump, and then she uses yeah. the wireless pumps, the uh, the okay. LVs. Oh my gosh, Medela from Walmart. Are- yeah, it's 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 from Walmart. But the insurance company will pay for one if you just call exactly. your insurance. Company, they'll pay for yeah. one. Up That's to a certain amount. We used it was we- awesome. I think we have the L- I think we got the LV from from insurance. It's so yeah. good, man. Like she can she can do things with her hands or like yeah. move without being like just strapped. Tied like to a freaking the house. Pump, yeah. yeah. She can wash her bottle parts while she's while she's pumping. Like she can't like bend over or anything, but like the yeah. light work. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know about that until I think second or third kid that you can request a pump from your insurance company because we were dealing with the cheapies like that were not good quality. Yeah, for the first two. And then freaking M was a, this is going to sound really mean, a milk cow for fourth kid. <laughs> well, because we were donating milk to Alex's son mm-hmm. because uh, Anna was having a hard time producing and uh, M was like a bounty of milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And post uh, uh, Uriah's open heart surgery, like the, I think it, Honestly, I think it was probably looking back on it, it was Anna's nerves because she was so concerned about her kid. Yeah. Because he had just had open heart surgery. I don't think her body was like in the proper stage. Yeah. Or like yeah. mental stage to be producing. So looking back on it, I am ninety-nine percent sure that's why God made us had a fourth have a fourth kid. Because everything lined up perfectly. Yeah. So he would not have had enough food and he would have gone to formula, which isn't that great, especially for a kid who's just had major surgery. Yeah. yeah. And M's like, I've got all the milk you could possibly want. So she, <laughs> she fed Uriah like almost, almost daily. I was meeting up with Alex to like give him bags of frozen breast milk, which is why I called him out post his conversation about breast milk and gains in the gym. I was like, bro, <laughs> it's freaking weird. It's freaking weird. It's freaking. I will weird. say, speaking of, speaking of, of that, find somebody, um, and have a, have a donate or be donated to conversation. 
Um, just so if something happens, all of a sudden she just doesn't produce anymore or whatever, that's already lined out. You're uh-huh. good to go. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or it's okay to su- supplement with formula here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. So just make sure that, I mean, even for you, go off and have those conversations. Just set it up. I wouldn't say do it behind her back, but just let her know, hey, I'm going to yeah. go, like, here's just some formula. Just in case. Just yeah. in case, right? Because we went, like I, I told that story a while back, we went through the emotional roller coaster yeah. of that. That was the hardest part of being parents for us without question so far is just dealing with that emotional toll of my wife, like me watching her, like just be in this. It was so natural to her. Like, you know, I mean, you get some people who, you know, they, you just look at them and you're like, do you struggle being a parent? Don't you? <laughs> right. But with, with Mel, it was not that way. I mean, she yep. fished the water, dude. Like that was just her calling. And yeah. then watching her battle that emotionally was really difficult for us. Yeah. And so once we finally came to the realization that our kid needs to be healthy, doesn't matter if it's breast milk or formula mm-hmm. or whatever he needs to eat and he needs to eat when he's when he needs to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So just be prepared like emotionally have those conversations of like hey look, you know what? Let's let's do our research. And I'll say this. I'll say this. If your wife is anything or if you are anything like my wife or your wife is anything like my wife, um she gets lost in research. Yep. Yeah. And at some point, you just have to make a decision. You'll know very quickly if you guys supplement with Formula One meal, you know, here and there, whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll know very quickly if it doesn't agree with him. Yeah. It, it like if if he gets gassy, or you'll just start to learn the different cries. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say, be prepared to have a conversation. You and. Know, if you get formula, there. do as many possible samples of the different formula like companies. Yes. Because you will not know which one your kid agrees with the most. Mm. And a can of formula is freaking expensive. Yeah. But yeah. almost every formula, Similac, all those, if you need <clears throat> samples, they will send you samples like that. So uh, the more samples you can get, and yeah, if uh, like Abe said, if you pay attention to, the, I gave him formula. Six hours later, his craps were horrible, or he was spitting up a lot. Mm-hmm. Then try a different one. But yeah, all the samples you can possibly get for uh, would be a recommendation because you spend fifty, sixty bucks on a can of formula, yeah. or forty bucks. And yeah, we've you got, don't want that to waste. We've got the hospital gave us, um, I think a little sampler formula pack, and then they also gave us like pre-packaged bottles where you just have to put a top on to feed him. Like they're like just in case, like you know, if her milk doesn't come those, in. Yeah, those are emergencies. Those yeah. are not as good in in our experience. They didn't work gotcha. out. The kids didn't like those. 
Yeah, thankfully we haven't run into anything like that, but I think it's definitely smart to you know get something lined up just in case. And on the scale of uh, like, don't ever be hesitant to ask us because we all have wives who've done a, a wealth of research. So, like, especially for M, I think it was third kid to Thea for her and one of her friends at the same time they were having a hard time producing enough and they went through the long gambit of like the ways to increase increase milk production Mm -hmm. yeah and m if you ever need it she has like the super milk cookie created like it's she make they look like no bake cookies okay but they have cookies yeah but it like there are so many recipes and every woman out there or every person, every person who puts a recipe up thinks theirs is the best. Yeah. But, uh, if you ever, if you guys ever need help with that, M will, I know M has a recipe that she has used herself and had other women use and they've worked well. I I don't remember what's in them, but I think it's hilarious that you can buy like the ones in the store are called booby bars. Yep. Like, like, that's hilarious to me. We we're not we're all not all fruits, nuts, and flaky, but if well, you guys have heard enough about my wife that if it can be made at home, she's gonna make it at home. Yeah. And it, she definitely liked knowing what was in them. Like to make oh, it from sure. scratch is <clears throat> better. Yeah. So she's got all all of those wrapped up. Like what worked for her? Yeah. So if you ever need a lactation cookie recipe, oh, and she also said, uh, uh, "Nipple shields are money." If you guys don't have any of those, if Kate's dealing with the uh, discomfort, we have them. We just haven't figured out how to use them correctly yet. We haven't. It's it's super tough right now because he's so small and he's got the little mouth. But as he gets older. And uh, you get some of those, um, not necessarily teeth, but the jaw muscles start engaging more. Uh, the shields, <clears throat> the shields are good. Good to know. Mm-hmm. And if she can... said she fully supported ice ma- ice packs too. Because I, I got, totally, I totally forgotten about those. But they have ones that are Dude, the booby uh, ice packs. Yeah, the ones that are inserts for the bra. It's yeah. almost like a padding. That was my role. I was the expert booby ice pack guy. <laughs> like you're in China, like a pit crew. You're just feeding time. Dude. You just swap them out, swap them back <laughs> yep. in. Here, let me get that for you. Yeah. No, if there's can, a, uh, the death stairs that I got doing that. Worth it. From your if wife? I, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you took your job a little too seriously. Oh, I was thorough. Out of boy. Yep. Yikes. Yep. Oh, and M said if you need, um, if she needs, and again, we understand we're peripheral friends, mm-hmm. uh, but if she runs into problems with clogged milk ducts, because those are miserable. Mm. Oh, that's what I've heard. For hot ladies. Shower. Uh, hot shower. M, so hot shower works. Uh, and M, I think she said getting a good heating pad that you can just set on your chest. Okay. And I know this is going to be a miserable job for you, but you might have to massage your wife to oh. help release 
and it's gonna hurt. Like they, oh, it's like, not, it's not a sensual massage. You are going <laughs> to be hurting your wife. Yeah, but it is it, it, like clogged milk ducks. I, I remember. I don't think it happened often with every kid. Um, we had them uh, all the time. My wife yes, can hear yes, me because she just said it's like the cold ones, but they go in the microwaves. The little heating pads for the boobs. Yeah, they're like little purple circles. Yep. Yep. Bean bags. That's about this have. big. Yep. Yep. Gary, um, did you have a question? Yeah, I was just gonna say before we. It's getting getting kind of late. <clears throat> um, I just want to ask you guys a question real quick. Um, so as you know, I mean, I'm super fresh to this, and we're on day three. Um. I think mentally it's been pretty tough. Um, for me, I think I was, I just want to see, like I, I, I texted you guys a little bit about it. I don't know if it was yesterday or whatever, but um, definitely feeling like frustrated with myself in this process so far, because I don't feel like I'm doing a ton, you know, like I'm, <clears throat> I'm I'm helping out. Like I, I, I was talking with Kate and I was like, I don't think I could do more to help out. Like I'm doing everything I can, but in the grand scheme of like being active and doing things, I'm really doing nothing, but I'm exhausted. And like, I, like I almost feel like I'm frustrated with myself that I'm so exhausted and like not able to be a hundred percent attentive to things or like I'm falling asleep watching TV after I've already taken a nap, like, but I'm not doing a ton like it's just been a it's pretty been a, a rough mental space to be in like did you guys experience that at all or a little bit uh, i would say like we talked about it before and now you're starting to live it yeah is the uh there's it's so frustrating how little you can do all you can yeah. do is not it's not that it's not enough like that's what you have to remind yourself is it's not that you are not doing enough. It's you in the stage that you guys are in. I would say probably for like the next about three months, it's Mm -hmm. your hero support for your wife. Absolutely. Like you are your step and fetch your change diapers when you can make bottles when you can. And you can't, you're looking, you're comparing comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. So, you are comparing because your wife has done so much and is continuing to do so much. And you, you made the baby, you helped your wife for nine months. And now yet again, she is doing more than you. Yeah. And it's not that you are not doing enough. It's your role. You are fulfilling your role. Yeah. And you gotta, you, you can't let that, uh, you can't be dissatisfied with the, or you can't allow yourself to become dissatisfied with the role that God has in front of you. Like you yeah. are doing everything you can. And it's not that I, I don't say I'm dissatisfied. It's just that like, like, I, like in comparison to what I would normally be doing, like normally if we didn't have the baby, a full day's work and, you know, come home and still have energy to do whatever. But I like me thinking of going to work right now is like the hardest thought to think of. Cause I'm so exhausted. Like I got, and again, I, like I'm not physically doing a ton and I don't, I don't feel like I, I could do more to help out. I'm doing it. It's emotional and mental. You're at 110% all day, every day. Yeah. 
that yeah. gets exhausting and that is very human. Yeah. And any dad who tells you that they haven't, I, I would say either didn't realize it or uh, wasn't as invested. Like it's yeah, because you it's... care so much that you are so exhausted. Yeah. Let's It'll flip flop, dude. Eventually, once, once you get to the point to where you're like, I'm going to take this kid out by myself. That's and a big first step. That is a huge first step. For real. And even if it's like, bro, the first time I went and put Roman in the car seat, I drove him around the block. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. And I'm like, but I have like my rear view mirror tilted. Yep. Where I can see yep. in, the, in the mirror and I can watch him and like I'd hit a bump. And realistically, his, he'd be like, boom. You know, not a big deal, but to me, he's like in a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) All this kind of stuff. Uh, But dude, it'll, it'll, it'll settle down. I was the same way, man. Yeah. I was the same way. It was not quite probably as, as bad because, um, you know, my wife had a C-section and she couldn't move. (laughs) Right. Like, and so I was doing not necessarily comparing, but. I was doing more than she yeah. was capable of doing, yeah, right? Because she so putting the baby in the crib and it, you know and, and all that kind of stuff. But dude, it's it's gonna be if you have to. I'm not. I'm not like we got a um, we got like a heart monitor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got one that just I forget what the name of it is. I could I'll ask Mel. She'll know what it is. But it slid on the front of the diaper and like measured heart rate, measured a heartbeat. Um, and that dude, like that gave us a lot of peace um, just because it was like, it was brand new, you know, and like the amount of times where you would fall asleep, but you're not asleep. Yeah, like no. in any way, shape or form, you're not, dude, you're sleeping, not going to, you're not going to dream sleep. Sleeping like, feels sleeping feels like turning, like closing your eyes. Like bl- it's almost like blinking and in two hours has passed or three hours has passed. Like, Absolutely. You wake yeah. up and you're like, I don't feel like I slept at all. It's exactly. because you're sleep not really asleep. Sleep. It's not, you're not really asleep. Your, your brain is still kicked in in that protective mode. Yeah. Cause you're you, like every little noise that you hear. You're up like, and it's you're like and perk, perking up like, oh, is he, is he okay? What's going on? Like, you also got to remember the biology of that where you're probably kicking adrenaline into your body constantly. <laughs> constantly. And adrenaline dumps make you feel so exhausted. Dude, so just you're, you're sitting on the couch. Like, if after like we're doing something, I'll sit down on the couch and just like breathe. Like, I'm just like, yeah. man, like that was like we had like a, <laughs> we had a, we had an hour today where, you know, he, he, he had a blowout. So we cleaned it, cleaned his diaper up as we're cleaning up his diaper. He pees on his face. And so we've got to clean that up. <clears throat> then we get, we put his clothes back on to realize that he, in his blowout, his pee had gotten all over him. We're like, let's just give him a bath. So we give him a bath. As soon as we finish up giving him a bath, he pees on his face again um, yep. and all over his chest. So we have to restart the bath all over again. Like you should have gotten the baby shield. <laughs> you you advertised for it. I did, um, <laughs> but and, and and then we you know after that got him all dried up, changed his diaper again, sat down. It was like an hour later, and 
we sat down and I just was like, Oh my God. Like that was intense. (laughs) Like that past, that past hour felt like a full day's work. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I also can't recommend as a dad. Um, it's almost like, a like a, a baby. I think it was almost called a baby sack where it's not like a onesie or something like it's that. Sleep it's, sack. Yes. Sleep, sack. sleep sacks. Money. Okay. Those are money. Those are when, absolutely. It lets their start, feet go crazy, but it holds their arms tight. When do you yeah. start? When do you start using them? Cause we have first them last week. The first day. I, I still use oh, one really for me personally. Yeah. I, so there's sleep sack. There's sleep sacks. There's like a, there's the halo makes a swaddle that you put on. There's different ones yeah. that you can use depending on yeah. how you want the baby. If you want their hands up here, if you want them crossed, if you want them down, you just use whatever he's comfortable with sleeping. M said weighted sleep more. sack or normal sleep sack. We have, we have a weighted sleep sack. I have a weighted have one. A few of them. That's what Oakley's used. Is she it's uses got like those. A little, it's got like a little circle right on his chest. It's really small. But I think we swaddled her for like the first week. Yeah, that's that, so we all, swaddled for like the first, first couple two months. First couple, but our kids really liked their hands. Couple months is what Em said yeah. for the swaddling is what so they we, liked yeah. most because they were uh, wigglies. Yeah, but the sleep sack as a dad for diaper changes because again I was paranoid about like snapping and pinching them because I have big freaking monkey hands. <laughs> um, but the sleep sack was money in terms of that. Ease of change. Okay, good to know. Because we have we have sleep sacks, but I didn't know. Pretty sure you can use them right away. I just we never I use them. I don't have the right answer for that. Yeah, I didn't know when we could start using them. I, I, I think I guess I just figured it. We'd have to wait a little bit at least. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you can use them right away. They're meant for uh, newborns. I mean, yeah, we, have, you know we have zero, we have yeah. we have them in all sizes. We have a zero yeah. to three, a three to six, and a, and a nine plus. Wait one. till he starts his first growth spurt, and you're like, "Where's my tiny baby?" Like that, that'll blow your mind, dude. It's yeah. hard. Like I, I, my boss had told me, "Don't wish away these stages." It's hard not to because of how oh, absolutely how insane life feels right now. It's hard not to wish it away, and I don't feel like I'm actively like, "Man, I wish this wasn't like this." But I, I catch myself constantly thinking. Like I'll see someone else's kid on Facebook or we were at the doctor today for our first visit and saw bigger kids. And I was like, man, I can't wait until we're at that stage where that is also very human where they're very human, where they're a little bit more, you know, independent or a little bit more older. And like, like, and I, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's really hard not to do that. Um, I mean, I've got a a newborn and a a three-year-old, and uh, it's gotten to the point to where Aspen's super mature and she's having like full fledged conversations like about anything. Mm-hmm. And then you realize how grown up she is and you're like, where did my baby go? Yeah. Yeah. Because she couldn't. And then you'll have a private cry yeah. in your room where you're like, oh my God. And you're like, I took for granted the last two years where I could just hold her and I could just treat her like a baby. And now she's wiggling saying, let go of me. Yeah. Like, it's, or you get the uh, not now dad. Yeah. Once you hear that, that's that's a knife to the heart. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I Roman did that. The other day said, "Dad, I just want some time to myself." Yeah, dude, like, that'll hurt you. 
how dare you? Yeah. Like, she told Ashley. Thank you for t- talking to me like that. Like, I think it was today. She told Ashley, get- she said, leave me alone. I want to play with my dollhouse. <laughs> or uh, I think I shared a, a reel on Instagram where it was uh, when you try to play with your kids and they've outgrown you. And they're like, oh my God, just let me play. And I was like, that's real talk. Because I wanted to build Legos with Luke and Levi. And I built wrong. Yeah. And like, can't do that. My my oldest son, he's eight. Like, very politely was like, "Dad, we've got this. You can go." And I was like, "Oh my oh, gosh, okay." I, Just I guess smash the Legos. <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you have this? Well, probably because I built it wrong in the first place. They probably tore it apart <laughs> as soon as I was out of the room. Mm. But no, yeah, to answer your your original question, Garrett, uh, you're gonna feel worthless. For, for a while. Um, there's nothing you can do. So the best thing you can do is to just let Kate know, like, whenever you need me, whatever you need me to do, let me know and I will be there and like that. Like, I will be yeah. there as soon as you need me. Just let me know. And then just try to be around her. Uh, but don't like neglect the things that you need to do around the house. If you need to wash dishes, if you need to watch the Cubs play, like whatever you want to do, like, you can do those things. Like, yeah. cause if she needs you, she's going to be like Garrett. And then you're just there. And to like, be content in that. Yeah. Right. Cause she also doesn't want you to hover over her the entire time. She's trying to spend time with the baby. If that makes sense. Cause yeah. I wouldn't she's want deep in, over She's baby. deep in the mom. Like yeah. this is not to be misogynistic. This is what she's on this world to do. And she's feeling yeah. a new level of, I mean, thankfully, Thankfully, we both we talked about it earlier today. We both are feeling like this, kind of that same feeling where we're like, "This is our kid," but it doesn't feel like our kid yet. So, like, very true. Thankfully, we're. I was worried that she was going to feel that, and I wasn't, um, or or vice versa. Um, and I I felt it immediately as he was born, but then as we left the hospital, or even after the moment of like labor being done and him being here, like it kind of left pretty quick. But thankfully, we're kind of on the same page and feeling the same thing, so we can at least talk about it and process it together and whatnot. But it's it's gnarly, and yeah, that is very true. Where you don't feel like a parent yet because it is so new. Where you're like, I, what is going on? I was the same way, and then once we got home, at the time when we left the hospital, we were staying with my parents between our apartment to our house. And uh, we're staying with my parents. Um, and it just it didn't feel like my child. Yeah. Like it, it, she was like obsessed. Like she knew it was, it was her kid. Like she was obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't feel real. Yeah. Like in the hospital, I was like overwhelmed with emotion. And then once we got home, like you said, it was like it didn't, it just didn't seem real. And it took a couple of weeks to really get back into like being obsessed with that little baby. I've heard, yeah. once, I've heard once they can start smiling, it changes. Yeah, where their eyes track you across your room. That's the one where they can actually see you and you know that they are seeing you, even though you're probably blurry. (laughs) That that moment of like, okay, um, this is my person. When they first respond, like just a physical, like I'll never forget the first time that I was like, Hey, Roro. And he, whoop, yeah. and like looked at me. I was like, I will murder anybody for you. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and that's oh, it. just learn how to smile. And like when you talk to her, you'll like, she'll look at you and then she'll just like grin with the widest grin. Yep. And then she's off looking back up to the ceiling fan or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when she looks at you, like, you know, you've got her attention. Like it may only be for like 1.2 seconds, but yeah. he's yeah. got her attention. And that's when you know, like you're, you're hooked. Yeah. It's yeah. the different stages. And I would say, at least in my experience, uh, my wife felt that almost instantly because she gave birth. Like that was in her and now it's out of her. Yeah. And, but you didn't really have that connection. Like that's the, uh, to me, that is the dad connection kicks in once you start to have like that interaction with your child, as opposed Mm -hmm. to I am now this, this tiny humans servant at this (laughs) point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think accurate. And just ending on this, um, I think the coolest part that I've experienced so far is like <clears throat> Kate and I were talking about this in the hospital and it's just, it's overwhelming, like our love for him, you know, like the, our first, our first day, like holding him and being, holding him together and, and whatnot, just the three of us, it, it was overwhelming sense of, oh my gosh, I love this kid. Like, man, he is so perfect. and. I just can, I can't help but think of that's, that's how God feels about us. You know, like, you know, God often talks about us in the Bible is referring to us as his children and, and treating us as his children. And, um, man, it's overwhelming to think that like through all the messed up stuff that I've done and everything that I've done to hurt him, like he still loves me. Like I love a child. <laughs> like And even more than that, like, it's overwhelming. Um, super thankful and grateful that we get to experience that. And yeah, being a dad's pretty cool. I uh, it's got its ups and downs, but man, it's yeah, it I yeah, definitely, it just I mean, it's it's definitely. It, I mean, I'm only three days in, but man, it is so far worth it. And I know each day is just going to get better and better. Exactly. Don't. Don't get lost in the exhaustion of it. Yeah. To cherish the the magic you're seeing with your own two eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't let it overwhelm you at the same time. Take a minute, go outside, yeah. walk around the house a couple of times, walk yeah. around the block once. Just don't track in any dog poop. It definitely yeah, overwhelms me. It overwhelms me. Today's Monday. Yesterday, Sunday. We were it overwhelmed me a little bit yesterday. I uh <clears throat> got up and took a shower. And our shower has kind of like a ledge on the top where I usually will like listen to music or would put my phone up there, listen to music. And um, we didn't obviously didn't go to church. So I put our church live stream on. It was just in the shower listening to worship. And it was literally just a, like a bawling mess in the shower. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, it's those happen. Yeah. There's, and there's, yeah, no shame in it. There's it. It gets. It's exhausting. It's very emotional. Yeah. And yeah, I'm loving it. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited to go on this pro- progress with you guys and journey with you guys. And I'm excited that you're finally a dad, dude. Me too. Somehow bah. I finally. Somehow I can finally dad. <laughs> 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 My wife's game change. 
My wife told me about that. She said, uh, your dad's on Facebook chatting with Garrett again. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. He's like, she's like, uh, he really knows how to run a joke into the ground, doesn't he? <laughs> it is funny. I can't oh, make I jokes about okay. you being an imposter. Like you're, <laughs> you weren't even a dad yet. What are you doing? 